All right, guys, just before we start the episode real quick, just want to check in with you, tell you how you can come support the show. If you get any value out of the show whatsoever, you know, it'd be cool if you come return the value to us. We've got uh, rockfin.com forward slash truezilla where you can create a premium account, watch all of our premium episodes up there. Uh, Patreon.com, Patreon, you know, come support us over there. Um, we got premium episodes that we're uploading pretty much every week at this point. Uh, we had a little snafu this week. We were trying to get one out for you. Um, also, the Truezilla shirt shop is on fire. Come check it out, truezilla.org forward slash shirts. We got the most controversial shirts in the business, so come check that stuff out. The new ones, Fauci gave us all AIDS. Yeah, it's pretty epic. It's pretty epic, right? Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, Darren from Gramerica, for sporting it, dude. That's so badass. Um, please join us on the uh, Telegram channel. Go to Telegram, download the Telegram app, and then the, the channel is at truthzillapod. You know, that way you can get, like, direct information right from us. It isn't filtered or algorithm and all that stuff. And we got a new Discord channel. So check the show notes. You will see the address to our Discord channel, which is pretty rad. We got, like, a crypto channel, a conspiracy channel. We got, like, a guest suggestion channel, general conversation channels. We're all Spirituality. Spirituality. Memes. Memes. Yes, memes. Drop your best memes. So, like, you guys, um, the Mind Militia comes together. You can chat, you know, whatever. It's, it's badass. So yeah, come join is. us over there, too. So anyways, I've uh, got an awesome show for you tonight. So enjoy. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. Our guest today is Matt Landman. He is an activist and the filmmaker behind the epic and eye-opening documentary, Frankenskies. He hosts the website actualactivist.com and is the CEO of Spiro Protection Clothing, protecting you from harmful EMF radiation. Welcome, Matt. How are you? Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm doing great today. How about you three? Well, doing pretty, pretty good. Well, you know, it was, it, was, it was a beautiful day here in Eugene. Um, yes. You know, I certainly, um, knowing that this this interview is coming up, I certainly noticed a lot of chemtrails today. I'll yeah, crazy point that day. out right right off the bat. We were sending each other pictures in our group yeah, chat certainly. today of <laughs> our different perspectives around town. You know, one of the things I've been noticing too, like I happened to be out last night. It was probably maybe like ten o'clock at night. And I just noticed massive amounts of them, like four or five very thick ones, all the way across the sky at night. And I'm like, oh that's what they're doing they're doing it at night so we don't so it doesn't stand out as much like that's when the real campaign happens but i don't know man we got the expert here i'm super excited about this you know um did you get a heat wave today too heat wave yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Yep. sure yeah, did yeah yep. accompanied with it for sure me too wow. so um you know we we put out uh, an assignment for our listeners to go out and watch frankenskies hopefully that many of them did and if you guys have not I um, encourage you maybe pause this, go watch Frankenskies and then come back to this interview because we're here with Matt Landman, who uh, the man behind that that amazing documentary. It's just like sitting there watching it, like one of the things Ed pointed out, you know, it's just like, it's really just, it's not, there's like no, not really any narration to it. It's mostly just, just showing just what this is, you know, it's, it's, it's very blatant. And the thing that really struck me is just like how, how long this has been going on. Like th- th- this is yeah, such, certainly. when you, when, when, when people want to label somebody and discredit them, as a conspiracy theorist, you know, it's always the chemtrails. It's always the 5G that makes us sound crazy. And it's so amazing how that straw man argument has become what it is. Because when, in fact, that is, when you get down to it, man, that that is, that's all, this is it right here. Like, this is the big one right here. This is the big one. Yeah, this certainly. Is- I mean, I always thought like, you know, I got into this movement more from like the vaccine yep, angle, yep. right? And, um, and when, when that was like my big lie, when I uncovered how big that lie was, I'd like mm-hmm. everything, the whole world opened up. It's like, oh man, they might be lying about everything. But seriously, just, having been in here for a little while and seeing that movie, I was just, I was yeah. 
blown away. I'm like, maybe, maybe there's something even worse going on, right? Like, they're, <laughs> yeah. like they're poisoning the air we're actually breathing, like on a constant basis. And it's really, and you know, I know um, over the last year, couple years, you know, we've seen some crazy weather. Yeah. Especially knowing this information, it changes things quite a bit. Yes. But um, Matt, I guess um, in order for for any of our listeners that, that don't know who you are and whatnot, can you kind of just give like a little rundown of how you got into this movement before you made this movie? Like, what? How did how did Matt Landman like? become the the geoengineering chemtrails guy you know it's it's like speaking out and like you know hosting uh activism across the country really mm -hmm. um yeah for sure i I'd, I'd love to and thanks for watching the movie and thanks for uh, mentioning that there was no narration because i made a documentary without a narrator with, yeah. you know which is really which is really tough because i didn't yeah. want it to be like hey this is me look at me look at my journey i got a you know, camera in here, I'm pointing it at the sky. So I really didn't want to be that guy. I hardly wanted to be in the movie at all. You know, it's not about me, it never was. Um, so for the story of how I became a chemtrail activist, well, I was a no I'm a normal dude. I'm super duper normal as far as I'm concerned. I mean, not nowadays, cause I'm not getting in the mainstream with any of it, but I grew up in Virginia and I wanted to be a filmmaker but there was no film school. So I went to Virginia Tech, I got a business degree and eventually I moved to California. And eventually I, I ended up in Northern California going to school at Humboldt State, the California State School. I got a MBA, master's in business, master's in business from there. And then I finally, while I was in school working on my master's degree, I was able to study film, 16 millimeter film, like the old fashioned way. And it was really cool. And I started to really get into it. And then I got out of school and I got another job in an office as a finance analyst. And it was horrible. I was back in the, the rat race yet again. And someone offered me a position at an organic farm growing sunflowers and squash and potatoes, like literally. And it was an organic squash and potato farm. A lot of people like know about Humble and think it was something else, but it wasn't. It was a real <laughs> farm. And on day one, I know, right? But on day one, yeah, people were like, oh, potatoes. No, on day one. <laughs> On day one, I was growing potatoes and I learned about potatoes the first day there. And I was in my mid thirties, I'm 40 now. And I was like 33, I think. And I thought I knew everything. I graduated top of my class with a business, a master's in business degree with a focus in strategic sustainability. And you know, your ego gets really boosted up living in life, you know, just the ego really it's it's a protective mechanism and whatever but it really hypes you up and when i learned how not grounded that i was and i didn't even know potatoes grew potatoes like I, i've said this a lot on different shows and i know i sound like a broken record but literally i had no idea through my education and indoctrination that you take a potato and you stick it in the ground and it makes potatoes and it had been trying these potatoes have been trying to grow in my cupboard or under my sink throughout my whole life. And I had no idea that they were just trying to grow more potatoes. So that was like this big eye opener that I didn't know much. And I said, I'm going to really work this farm for at least a year. And we were in the midst of a catastrophic drought at the time, mm. okay, in Northern California. And where I lived was very rural, uh, very sparse air traffic. And I'd work a day on the farm. I'd see no planes or one plane go by. And in this instance, my farmer boss called me up and said, it's harvest season. We got to get you out here harvesting these pumpkins, real pumpkins. And I got out there because there was a big storm coming. 
uh, it was like a chance of 100% chance of rain for five days. And being in the midst of a catastrophic drought and living in like an almost rainforest in the Pacific Northwest surrounded by redwoods, literally the frogs were coming out from underneath my building waiting for the storm. I could see the black storm crowds, clouds coming off the ocean. And these planes showed up and they zigzagged on the storm front. And not only was it an abnormal statistical anom anomaly of an, an irregular uptick in air traffic, you know, there was all these planes where there weren't days before or even earlier that day, but all these planes were leaving persistent linear cirrus cloud formations, these lines out of the back of the jets. And I didn't think anything of it, really. I had no reference point whatsoever. I knew 9-11 was BS, but I didn't even know about vaccines. And, you know, as you start to ride this frequency of truth, other truths become self-evident and it all is all embracing. But at the time, I was just kind of limited in, in my you know, I knew, I knew a little bit about GMOs and I, I was getting this knowledge base, but I witnessed full on weather modification. These planes, like 20 planes zigzag the sky, they leave this haze, these black storm clouds come in, not a drop of rain fell. And I was happy because I didn't want to get wet in the field, but that memory was stuck in my head. And then fast forward a few months later, I'm complaining to a buddy back home about the kids nowadays. They can't even, they don't know anything about anything. They don't even know about 9-11 and I can't relate to anybody. And my friend was like, yeah, well, those people, they're young. They weren't even alive in 2001, you know, nowadays, like some yeah. people, 18 year olds weren't even alive in 2001. How can they have a reference point? And what they say is I've heard both sides of the story. You know, they don't want to do research or be a conspiracy yeah. theorist. And they don't want to go around like, nobody's going to listen to them anyways, if they start asking questions about 9-11, you know? So people have these, these standard responses when you bring these things up. But my buddy was like, how can they deny chemtrails? They're right in your face, they're in the sky mm -hmm. all the time. And I was like, what's that? And I went on Google, I looked it up and I was like, oh, I saw that. I know what that is. And I started really digging, really getting into it for a few months. And I was like, I'm gonna be a chemtrail activist. I'm gonna make a chemtrail movie. But then I found all these activists that had already done it. And so I just tabled that idea. And I was like, whatever, I'll be a farmer. And I like my life. I don't wanna be shunned by my friends and family and whatever. And I'd already been pretty shunned just asking people about chemtrails, I thought it was crazy. Just my close circle. I was like, do you know about this? You know, nobody knew about it. But that plagued me that no one knew about it. And down the line, I had kind of like a spiritual kick in the face. Like my, I, I kind of learned in my life that I thought personally, I felt like there was good and evil on earth. And then I started not giving those chemtrails the benefit of the doubt. I was like, wait, those are evil. And I'm not evil. I'm good. And maybe I should um, bring some attention to that. So I like rewatched the movie, What in the World Are They Spraying by Michael J. Murphy. And I started really looking into all these different chemtrail activists. And I didn't, they weren't doing a good enough job. Like I grew up in Washington, DC. I've got straight edge friends. I was a pretty straight edge kind of guy. Like, like if somebody tried to introduce crystals to me or astrology, I'd laugh in their face. You know, all those things are cool in my world now, but I was not there. And I know how people think, you know? And if you, if you make a documentary, my friend, one of my mentors growing up, this older dude, he calls it the turd in the punch bowl. You tell people all these truths, you can make an amazing movie, but there's, if there's one thing that someone can totally point out and be like, wait a second, you had a great party, but there's a turd in your punch bowl, bro. You know, it's that, like there was portions of the activism chemtrail movement that I thought were real big turds in the punch bowl. And it was really offsetting. And you can make an amazing movie about chemtrails, but if you're gonna focus on a dead bush and say, it's obviously the chemtrails, look at the sky, look at this bush, ah! You're gonna throw people off and they're gonna be like, look, I don't wanna be associated with you Looney Tunes. So I wanted to really do it right. So I started bringing together all the activists in the space and hosting conferences firstly, because I wanted to get them all together in the same place so I could film them. 
And it kind of evolved into um, hosting conferences and then getting the footage together slowly but surely. And now I'm working on a sequel. And then I hosted this third chemtrail conference in Tucson, Arizona in 2008, which was a big showdown, 2018, which was a big showdown where the Bill Gates funded David Keith was to do this experiment to dim the sun in 2018. And we had a protest down there and a conference and a big rally and a concert. And it was a total, it was totally insane. I got arrested that day and there was all these provocateurs and it was a lot it was a crazy day but we put their experiment to normalize chemtrails and to launch solar geoengineering or solar radiation management or different words to dim the sun using chemicals to spray in front of the sky we put their experiment on hiatus now it's coming into the mainstream again that they're going to do it in sweden and then the um, big news is that they're postponing it i think the news we can i'll pass the mic to you in a second but there's this whole big hurrah about bill gates blocking the sun and now it's been put on postponement for a year so they can do the research, make sure it's safe. But really the news of them putting on hold is more a normalization like um, yeah. announcement than anything. It's like bringing it to the public eye. Hey, we're gonna be dimming your sun next year, not this year. By the way, we're gonna be blocking the sun, you're welcome. So it's been getting really intense. And yeah, I just kind of got to a point where I knew no one knew about it. And I didn't think that the, activism out there was doing it you know it's yeah. it's it wasn't been done it wasn't been being done right i mean there's controlled opposition and there's all these different these different things but i started to learn that the contrail contrail is just a con you know that's just another mm -hmm. thing being sprayed in the atmosphere to mix with the other things to do different things but it, it's it's really complex and thanks for having me on y'all yes. so great. much for coming on like great. seriously i mean that's what's great about your movie though is i mean it's not narrated but it's also it's just clips of you know whether it's a president or uh you know a news clip or um a, you know a cia or, or whatever it is you know it's just all clips showing like they, they've been working on this for like a hundred years now like literally a hundred years. So to think that they're not using it against us and they've been coming at it from so many different angles, yeah. right? There, there's so many different angles they're using, but um, yeah, it's crazy. But um, it, it is, you know, I, you touched on uh, David Keith, is that his name? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I have to say, man, that, that guy, that guy is like a mad scientist, man. That, that guy freak, freaked me out looking at him. Yeah, he's my arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. He is, he is insane, man. Like, um, but it is, it is interesting that they're, it feels like they're just seeding the public, just, just getting it, getting it out there and they're waiting for the right moment. You know, it's kind of, kind of like what they're doing with COVID you could almost say, right? Like, it's like, they're just like putting it out there and taking the data in and like looking when the right time is right. They're just taking all that data like, I mean, I think it's all about the data mm -hmm. these days, right? So mm -hmm. they're seeing what the public can take and they're, you know, okay, we're going to, we're going to say Bill Gates wants to block out the sun, see how they react, mm -hmm. right? Oh, we'll push it out a year, yeah. you know, but yeah. Uh, one of the things I think too, that really stands out about this and whether you're talking about chemtrails or now with the microchip, that's always like, you know, that's what they always attack us on. Oh, you crazy conspiracy theorists, you and your chemtrails. And then, you know, you have uh, the head of the CIA, uh, John Brennan, right? Comes out and says, well, Actually, we have this thing called stratospheric aerosol injection, which just happens to be the solution to all our problems. And, you know, it's, it's a great thing. And then Bill Gates, we're just going to spray some stuff in the sky. You know, no big deal. This is the solution to everything. Same thing with the microchips now. Like like a couple of weeks ago, that, that what was it, 60 Minutes piece or something like that, uh, where they literally say, like, this isn't the dreaded government tracking yeah. microchip. It's just your benevolent little government like, microchip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, so, so we get to these points where these things that they've, 
discredited us for so long, all of a sudden they say, no, no, no. What do you mean? No, we will. This is great. Like just, just gaslighting, just straight gaslighting. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. What do you think? Well, it, I've done numerous presentations on this and they'll literally show you photos of chemtrails and say, you're welcome. We're going to do this to your sky while simultaneously on the same day, flooding the media with crazy conspiracy theorists think that there's planes spraying chemicals in the sky and they use the same exact photo. Like if that's not gaslight, I mean, that's just, yeah. it is, it is literally gaslighting. And the psychology behind it, it's, it's very, very fascinating because they don't want you to get singled out as, as going against the herd, especially right now, you know, and they use the, the conditioning, the social programming, the, the complications of it all, even just mentioning um, the CIA director talking about stratospheric aerosol injections. Like they give them these big fancy words. They call it stratospheric aerosol injections, geoengineering, um, solar radiation management. NASA, with a budget of $52 million a day, has a CARE program, C-A-R-E. It's called Charged Aerosol Release Experiment. They have a fleet of drones, a fleet of planes, and they spray, um, well, they make noctilucent fake clouds, noctilucent clouds, they call them, by spraying aluminum, barium, strontium in the sky. And they'll literally do like information with disinformation, misinformation campaigns saying, oh, we're spraying your sky tonight. We're spraying your sky today. Don't worry if you see these different colors in the sky. That's barium. You're welcome. We're just doing experiments on blah, blah, blah. The Department of Energy has the tropospheric aerosol program, TAP, T-A-P, a uh, document that's totally unbelievably revealing, came out in 2001, right before 9-11. And it's, ca it's called T-A-P-D-O-E PDF. You find that just by just Googling that. And it's a hundred page PDF and they literally outline um, launching a, a complete and total, uh, a, a full on program is launched in 2001 publicly, but you got to know the right search terms. It's called TAP, the Tropospheric Aerosol Program, where they have a fleet of planes and drones to spray the sky um, over, they first grid the, over the city of Nashville. They budget, they extrapolate budgets. They spend like $4 million in 2001 on risk aversion and not getting exposed. And they literally, it's all right there, but never do they use the word contrail or chemtrail. The contrail in there, they call it a precursor gas. They'll spray these precursor gases that are the shorter trails. And then once the sky has enough of that precursor gas then they can lay out a different chemical that mixes with that. And it starts to unravel when you do all this research because everybody wants to know the who, what, why, where, when, how. They don't want people, not, like people like us, it's really hard to convey these things to our friends, family, and peers if we don't have all the answers because they ask us the answer, the questions. And if we don't have the answers, like, aha, gotcha. You don't yeah. know, and it's not real. And I can go ahead and put on my blinders. <laughs> but it's like, they ask questions like, why would they do that to us? You know, and you're like, why would they do that to us? That's such a like loose, open-ended question. It's like, first, they're evil sociopaths. Yeah. You know, are you that? You know, you can't put yourself in those shoes. They also ask like, um, well, and the why, is actually easily answered if you do look into the tropospheric aerosol program through the Department of Energy, because the Department of Energy wants to dim the sun. Why would they want to do that? Well, maybe they don't want dirty energy like coal and oil to pro, they, they want that to proliferate. They don't want uh, solar power to proliferate. So they want to keep their rain, their, their greedy, evil, dirty energy. I mean, that kind of makes sense, greed and evil, and they don't want to lose their grip. But people really want to know all those things. And you can start to, I mean, ask me who, why, we're when I have all the answers, but it's like the why really plagues people. Why yeah. do they spray themselves? You know, it's, if you look at it just from a financial aspect, the Department of Energy, these dirty, dirty energies, like if 
solar power really got there and we were all using these photovoltaic energy efficient things, we wouldn't need oil or coal mm-hmm. anymore. And, and then all of their scams, you know, and all their bankrolls would, would come fall, this house of cards would just come falling down, you know? Well, and I think, I mean, you know, I look at it from the angle of like our, our food system yeah, and, and our vaccines and things like this, you know, like all these, like all the GMO foods were being served and then, you know, the, the, the vaccines are ingesting us and then the, the aluminum and the barium that we're breathing in. I mean, it all keeps us coming back to big pharma for that's the answer, right? Like here's, here's the problems that you're dealing with, but it all keeps, it keeps us coming back. And I wonder how much a uh, percentage of it, it comes back to just that to just that piece of just like, we're breathing all this toxic shit all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and again, there, I mean, I think there's a lot of other interests, you know, I mean, uh, your movie does a really good job of showing like the controlling the weather is like kind of controlling the world, right? And these guys are all about control, right? And when you when you take this stuff up high enough, it's, it's not a lot of people that are controlling a lot of the world, right? So um, yeah, um, that's, that's my take on it. But, you know, recently, you know, like, so, so you're in Ashland, here, here we are in Eugene. We saw the biggest burn we've ever seen in Oregon over this last summer. And um, and I'll, I got to be real honest, it didn't feel very uh, natural. I mean, there were certainly a lot of a lot of reports of people uh, arson going yeah. on. A lot of arson, like synchronized, seemed seeming like across the state and you know in other states. And I think as far as Utah, I heard of uh, you know arson at, at kind of the same time. But the you know. But it just seemed really unnatural. Now, did you have a lot of experience with this? Do you think there was uh, some some geoengineering going on? Um, what would you say about the fires we saw this year? I could write a book on it and we could do the whole show on just that. So have you seen the recent Time magazine cover? No. Mm-mm. Either of you? I don't know if you can pull it up and take a look. It's, it's, um, it's so telling. There's hands lighting with, there's hands outside of the uh, perspective of the, the Time Magazine cover art, and the hands are lighting with torches. <laughs> Northern California and Oregon, Australia, and, yeah. it's, and, and literally this is all going to play out and be featured in my film, unfortunately, Frankenskies 2, Climate Chains, because it's a Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution. They're creating this problem, and guess what they're blaming? Climate change. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, well, these fires, they're unnatural and oh, we got to do something about it. What are we going to do? We need to control the heating of the planet. We're going to dim your sun. It's called geoengineering. You're welcome. You might not be able to grow plants, but don't worry, you won't be on fire anymore. So that Time Magazine recently, I just bought it yesterday actually. So it's, it's, it's a very staggering, like it's so in your face. There's hands lighting it. It's not, it's not being, it's not lightning, you know? And, and they'll say it is, it's coming from, natural sources. So what happened last year, we got uh, the world, we, the proverbial we, California got about 11,000 lightning strikes in 48 hours is a world record. And all these fires erupted in, in California overnight, literally. And then all of the resources from the bordering state of Oregon, oh, our lovely Kate Brown, she just sends every freaking thing that we've got to, to California because, you know, Oregon never catches on fire. Mm-hmm. And then, sarcasm, and then there was a po- politically motivated, it seemed, because mm-hmm. Portland had over 100 fires lit by Antifa and these, yep. these Antifa characters, Soros funded, whatever, to, to kind of bring some tension to the nation mm-hmm. leading, going into the elections. These Antifa people who were like hired and they're not even really Antifa, but either way, 
They're literally going down the I-5 freeway, lighting fires, going to jail, getting out, lighting fires that day, same yes. day. Yes. Getting right out of jail, lighting more fires. So in Ashland, where I was, where I live, uh, we had these crazy winds that everyone was saying, what's up with these winds? Are they yeah. geoengineered? These winds are crazy. And a few fires were very selectively lit in these specific locations. And what happened, I got to tell you guys what happened. We lost 2,200 homes in Talent, Oregon, in neighbors, Ashland, Oregon. And this is like beautiful wine, wine country down here. And all of these homes that went up were low income. Like we lost every single low income home. And it was very, 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 very seemingly strategic. So there's all these different uh, players in, at play. So we've got one thing is the Eclair 210 smart meter. So there's this one smart meter that we had in the community that I had already talked to electricians about years ago that they didn't have a surge protection to the main line. Very unique problem that all the other smart meters don't have where these things can just surge down the line, surge, surge, surge. So that's- Can I stop you for yeah, one yeah, second, yeah. Matt? Can you just explain for our listeners like what, what these uh, smart meters are? I don't think we've ever really talked about them on our show. So, so. so smart meters are how I got into the EMF protective clothing line. Sure. It's, mm -hmm. it's really what- started bringing light to me um, about uh, EMF sensitivities. I was working on the film Franken Skies. I was staying at home a lot, editing, and on the other side of the wall, I lived in British Columbia right outside Vancouver in this cute little island community, Sunshine Coast, doesn't matter. But just a few feet from my, from my office, from my, where I was working all day, and a few feet from where I was sleeping in, in my same room was this smart meter. And what a smart meter is, is this the old analog meters that measure your um, electricity usage, they have a meter made, a person working for the company will come every month and look at your electricity usage, write it down and give you the power bill. Well, now there's an electrical digital meter and depending on where you live, there's different types of these, these smart meters. And in a lot of places they send every five seconds to a cell tower up to 30 miles away, how much energy, energy you've used over the past five seconds. So it's constantly emitting a radio frequency sure. wave that um, emits a lot of radiation and travels really far. And it's like having a little cell tower right on the side of your home. And, and distance is your friend, but, but if you don't know about it and you're sleeping right next to it, you can start getting heart palpitations like I did and I got really electrical sensitive and I started to learn about all of this stuff from just that. So these smart meters in Talent, Oregon and Ashland, well, not Ashland, Ashland's totally different, but Talent, Oregon, the city that burned, they, um, I say that because they have their own electric company, um, Talent, I mean, Ashland does, and they don't have any smart meters at all. They have only um, non-RF emitting, like digital meters and analog meters, and they don't, in the whole town, some places are really keen and, and aware, but others are not. So what happened in this situation okay, where we had these arson cases and these crazy winds is the firemen came to put out these fires and, in these neighborhoods with these extreme winds. And when they went to uh, put their hoses on the fire hydrants, the, there was no water. Mm. So that was bad. Also, that. most of our resources were in California. So um, the big trucks and the big planes and all these things that should have showed up to help us, they weren't able to show up. So there was that. So that was really interesting. Also, the path of the fire seemed to go along with the cell towers in the valley. And it was, it was very curious. So why did the fire hydrants have no water? Well, there was a big 
uh, green sustainability plan that came into the valley because of climate change <laughs> uh, a few years back. And what happened was, so, so geographically, we're on the base of a volcano, Mount Ashland. And then if you go a little south, there's, there's uh, Mount Shasta and there's like a series of volcanoes. But it, either way, we're on the base of a mountain, Mount Ashland. And so it goes Ashland and then the town of Talent and then the town of Phoenix and then the town of Medford. And Medford's on the Rogue River and gets plenty of water. And so we have a, a little pipeline that goes from Medford to through the three cities. It's like 10 miles, whatever, a few cities in this valley. And that's where we get our water from. So this green project came and said, oh, we want to do water conservation. We're going to literally dig up that pipe take it out and put you in a little thin pipe so you can only get a certain amount of water pressure so you don't use up too much water. For the three cities, they can only use four fire hydrants at a time. The fifth fire hydrant doesn't have enough pressure to even work. So if these three cities have fires anytime, once they start opening up fire hydrants, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, 100 fire hydrants won't even work. So it's already one like big setup, weird agenda. And then what they're saying is forest fires and climate change. Yeah. Okay. There was arson. There was um, a, a, a total setup, it seems like. But either way, there was a mismanagement of, of water and pressure and the water pressure. Everyone was sent out of, out of town. You know, like if you really step back and see the writing on the walls, the winds were engineered. The fires were lit. The, the, the hoses were basically purposely set up to be turned off. And these smart meters were seemingly exploding with just a little bit of, of uh, surge down the line. And we lost 2,200 homes in broad freaking daylight, Jeez. okay? And now none of them have been even rebuilt, right? And this was, in, this was in September. So they're coming along and they're building the mansions, but all these people that, these 2,200 families, all the low income, I mean, it seemed where I was at, it seemed pretty purposeful because like I'm in Napa kind of like wine country and there's nothing but amazing real estate and all of the low-income people just kind of got flushed out of town. It seems like that the town got remodeled. N none of the infrastructure was, was burned. The police station, the Shakespeare Festival theaters and all their bougie little whatevers, but the, the reggae club got burned, the bookstore got burned, and like every single trailer got burned and it's very questionable and suspicious. But you know, if you take a big step back and you see the Time Magazine headline, I mean, not even headline, the front page, it's, it's quite obvious what they're doing. They're, they won't even, and the national headlines, they didn't even say anything about arson, which is how these totally. fires even started. Like they were, the whole state was lit up. Yeah. And what does the, the global headlines say? They say forest fires, climate change, yeah. what are we gonna do? Yeah. And I think that we're gonna experience more and more of it and we'll probably end up with these zones that they won't let us rebuild in because they're so fire prone. And then this whole agenda starts to really unravel. Yeah. And so, and I've heard you talk before and now some of the, the chemtrail stuff that, that we are seeing sprayed too. I mean, you, I think you've alluded to this being almost like accelerant for, for these fires to go up too. And I think I remember you being in a place and watching something go up. Can, do you remember that story? I think I, I heard fire accelerants for one. Yeah. So the aluminum and the, so here's the deal. We're, we're trying to just put the pieces together. Sure. We see these lines in the yep. sky and we're like, wait, what's going on? We're told, oh, it's the barometric pressure and how much humidity is in the atmosphere. And there's heat coming out of the back of the jet so hot that they're creating um, condensation and creating clouds as they come out. In 1965, most all of the jets were outfitted with these Rolls-Royce turbofan jet engines. They're fans. If there was jet fuel combusting and blasting hot, hot, hot air, 
these planes would not make it across the freaking Atlantic or Pacific Ocean. There's, they're very fuel efficient. There's even talk of air compressors in the planes that run the, that run the planes a lot, not during takeoff or landing, but a lot of, there's a lot of people coming out talking about these air compression systems. But either way, they're just fans. There's no hot air coming out. So when we do see these chemicals, people start to ask questions. And then if it rains the next day, they're testing their rainwater and the rainwater is matching up identical to what NASA says they're spraying to make noctilucent clouds and what weather modification patents go back 30, 50 years, say that they're using. And it's aluminum salts and barium and um, uh, aluminum, barium and strontium, but especially the aluminum and the barium, the uh, aluminum oxide, sorry, and barium salts. The aluminum oxides and the barium salts are patented fire accelerants. So people have been witnessing these forests, especially in the Pacific Northwest, and they see these forests getting grid and sprayed and sprayed and sprayed. And we're wondering what the heck is going on? What the heck is going on? It makes sense when they modify a storm. It makes sense when they seed it and make it rain. It makes sense when they make it not rain. You spray aluminum, you can dissipate moisture. You spray um, dry ice, which is actually frozen carbon dioxide, which is like what they spray in the atmosphere to modify the weather. It's revealed in the documentary, Franken Skies. Mm -hmm. They'll never tell you that they spray the massive amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because they want to blame us for you know yep. it and whatnot. But also silver will seed clouds and make it rain. And hydro plants, we'll, we'll put it in the paper. We're going to seed the clouds and make it rain. And um, resorts, like ski resorts, will make it rain publicly. But, but literally, that's where it ends and the public knowledge is not there. Okay. Well, once people started realizing, oh, they're spraying aluminum and barium and strontium, it's coming up in my rainwater, it's coming up in my hair, my blood, like 40 people came together in Kingman, Arizona, upset about the chemtrails, tested their blood, and they all found the same constituents, aluminum, barium, strontium. So what's happening? It's embedded in the trees now. And then when the aluminum gets in the trees, they can't uptake water properly, right? So they're drought stricken yeah. and they're literally combustible because they're full of this this nonsense and i honestly think that they can act as antennas and stop and fires can be literally steered now mm. using you know the whole internet of things and the whole lineup of, of cell towers and whatnot and and even these winds you can steer the winds with all of these i mean they spray the skies and light up the sky with frequencies there used to be this harp antenna array in alaska yep. but now they have this mobilized like all over the world, these mobilized ionospheric heaters that use Tesla technology and radio, intersecting radio frequencies to literally superheat the atmosphere. And by creating these high pressure systems, they can create winds and blow them which way they want and incorporating the 5G with an aluminized sky, not even sky, but ground level aluminized air, which, which will tend to just fall down on the ground. But if you can suspend them by agitating them with 5G frequencies, then you can, you know, continue this, this dystopia. And then literally 5G, it can't, it's a, it's a very small carrier wave. So I'm just going to get into this for really quick. Yes. So, so 5G is, is um, the, the progression of the cell phone technology, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, but it has nothing to do with its predecessor, 4G and 4G LTE, which stands for long-term evolution leading to 5G. So what 5G is, is it's a radio frequency carrier wave that carries information, but it ends up being hazardous because the carrier waves are really small and they absorb into our body. So all the invisible carrier waves, they're called radio waves. All of the radio waves that we use are, um, have different properties. Okay, sure. so we have, 
We have uh, Wi-Fi, cell phones, smart meters, even baby monitors, even um, ham radios, AM and FM radio waves. They're all radio waves and they actually are all on the light spectrum. They're just lights that we can't see. If we had actually bigger eyes and our curvature of our eyes were different, cell towers and smart meters and even Wi-Fi routers would look like balls of bright, bright light. And the further we got away from it, the less bright it would be, but it, that's how it would look. Sure. But we just don't have the eyes to see the light, but our bodies think it's light. Our pineal gland think it's light, our skin thinks it's light, and our endocrine system, our hormonal system, think that we're around light when we're around these things. And that's why it's important to shut off your devices at night because your system gets thrown off. So these waves that information is carried on, it had, they have properties. So they have the size of the wave is based on the measurement from peak to peak. So AM radio waves are really huge, like 100 feet. They're 100 feet tall. And they can go through buildings and houses and people and travel really far. That's why you can get AM stations anywhere and you're not even right next to an AM radio tower. Well, FM radio waves are smaller. They're 10 feet. You can still pick them up everywhere and they'll go through you. They won't harm you. So the waves start to get smaller and smaller and smaller until you, and then the smaller the wave, the more you can care, more information you can carry on it because there's more waves going by per second, which is how, which is measurement of Hertz. H-E-R-T-Z is a measurement of how many waves go by per second studied by Heinrich Hertz, who, who got so radiated, he died in his thirties, but, but either way, um, Hertz and they, and they do hurt too, if you get too many of them. So all the way down to the current technology of 5G. 5G was actually created in, uh, it was a militarized frequency in the Middle East. They were able to create an active denial system, ADS. And it looks like a cell tower on a Hummer. And what it does is it emits a radio frequency wave that's about measurable. It's about a millimeter or, or a couple millimeters uh, in height. And they've tuned it to the perfect size that it, absorbs and hits your nerve cells in your skin and it burns your skin. So it's, it was for insurgencies and it was literally an act, a denial zone, a frequency fence, so that if the enemy tried to come into this zone, they can um, blast them with this frequency and they won't come in. So that technology was tuned to a point where it wasn't like literally absorbing your skin, but it still absorbs and hits your body and absorbs into your skin, but it doesn't hit your nerves, okay? So this carrier wave is, absorbing into everything it hits us uh leaves water droplets everything so it's it's kind of like an archaic technology to carry your carry information on you know make more much more sense to utilize things like wi-fi that are that can go through walls and stuff like that so the 5g environment if you've got an aluminized metallic air it'll be able to travel much further because things are conductive. Right now you need a, a small cell tower every 500 feet and then they get the phones involved and the phones repeat the signal and the phones end up being little cell towers. You don't wanna carry around a 5G phone in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you don't wanna carry around an iPhone anymore. I have, so I'll just segue into this. This has been really fascinating. I have an EMF protective clothing line called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O. Thank you for following me on Instagram, um, you guys, Sparrow Gear. Yeah. And then I have sparrowgear.com and, and whatnot. And so I've been making baby blankets lined with silver material that deflects the, um, the electromagnetic signal from anything radio frequency. So cell phones, all that stuff, 5G and Wi-Fi just bounces off these silver, the silver fabric. So I made these foam bags and you, it's a Faraday phone bag. You put your phone in and it just kills the signal. You can't get any um, messages inside your phone. So I came out with the company a couple years ago, Sparrow. 
and it's slowly growing and I'm really happy to um, do something activism that can, um, you know, fund my life because crowdfunds weren't really just, I, I can't do any more crowdfunds. So here I am, I'm selling these bags all over the world, these phone bags, and everyone's really stoked. They put their phone in, they stench the top, they don't get any signal, they don't get any phone calls, it's, it just kills the phone. Well, last spring, coincidentally, right when all these, this stuff started coming out with um, the you know what, the virus. Mm -hmm. um, I lost my YouTube channel, so I'm going to be very careful with the words that I say just Dude, to help you guys. You don't so, have to worry about anything. Like you were, okay, cool. Say anything awesome. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet, I love <laughs> so so I f I'm starting to firmly believe that to get 5G to work, these certain carriers and these certain phones were, were cranked up on a totally new bandwidth. Okay. So people started hitting me up telling me that I was a fraud, that they bought my phone bag, that it worked fine for them. And then all of a sudden it just stopped working. Flint, Michigan, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, LA, 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 everyone in LA. Okay. Your phone bag doesn't work anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? It doesn't work. They sent it to me where I lived in Northern California or even in Ashland. And the phone bag works just fine right where I live. So I started to finally put the pieces together that people's phones were just being cranked up to the point that they were blasting through these bags where they never did before. And they don't, they don't penetrate the bags in New Zealand or Australia or any of Europe, not yet. So that's really fascinating. So I started making double layered bags, two layers of silver, and I never thought I would have to. And now they work. I sent them all the customers and they worked. So I started trying to put the pieces together. Wait, were these phones radiating the crap out of people? You know, are they is that what they're thinking is COVID? And my buddy back from DC, he hit me up and he said, and he's totally mainstream or whatever. And he's like, I just want to let you know because I'm following your Facebook posts and I think you're full of shit. I just want to let you know I got COVID. And I was like, well, with all due respect, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're okay, brother. You know, like what happened? And he goes, well, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. All of a sudden, I couldn't taste or smell. And I had this like weird brain fog. I couldn't, you know, operate for two weeks. I couldn't go into work. I was like, okay, right on. Well, what kind of phone do you have, if you don't mind my asking? He goes, well, actually, me and my wife just switched over to the, to the new iPhones. I was like, well, did it happen right when you? And he was like, well, actually, it did. But it does, that doesn't mean anything. And I go, I go, brother, can I just tell you that radiation sickness symptoms are loss of taste? loss of smell and brain fog. And he's like, well, I'm not buying that. And I go, well, did you have any like symptoms of a virus like fever or like, you know, all those things? He's like, no, none of that. And I'm like, all right, bro. Well, I'm going to talk about you on every radio show from this point forward. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I thought it was very fascinating. And like people, like the, the, the powers that be are very fucking smart, man. Yep. And they will turn us on each other before we can even put the pieces of the puzzle together. Yep. So before any, any, before any of this even happened, before any of like, before any of the ducks were put in, in the row or whatever, the conspiracy theory was online and viral that people were dropping dead in Wuhan mm -hmm. from the, um, the Wuhan shuffle or whatever, yeah. the COVID, yeah. COVID thing. Yeah. And people were like, oh, it's because they turned on 5G. Yeah. But it wasn't that they had a phone in their pocket. It was that the antennas were on and everyone's dropping yeah. dead, right? So then 77 towers were burned to the ground in uh, the, Europe or something, which I don't think was true. I don't think activists mm -hmm. have the, I mean, I, I know people that are awake and they're amazing and they're generally moms and no one's burning down cell towers, you know, it's not mm -hmm. happening. I think that that was like a controlled narrative to make people 
seem crazy yeah. who yeah. thought that exactly. COVID was the virus, the virus of COVID. And, and there weren't any facts behind it. So it's like people were going around, no, it's 5G, uh, but it really helped my company. Like I got blown up. People were asking me for shirts and sweatshirts and all sure. these things that I didn't even provide at the time. And I was like, well, there's a demand for it. And maybe I, you know, maybe the company's ready to grow. And it did, but down after witnessing it all, I think very firmly, and I've, I've seen this in different ways. Like when I first went to Portland and tried to host, and I hosted a conference, um, Global Chemtrail Summit in 2019, I was out on the streets passing out flyers and I met people that had such a very solid preconceived notion about what chemtrails were. And they had met uh, chemtrail activists on the street that were like homeless people, like smeared in poop, like with big signs of chemtrails and being like, ah, chemtrails are real. I'm a crazy, crazy person. Mm. And so like that tinfoil hat, like the whole thing, like they would, the powers that be would much rather hijack a concept, yeah. tell you that it's bogus in their own way, yeah. control that dialogue. Yes. And then it's actually true come to find out like the directed energy weapons thing, yeah. the DEW directed energy weapons, that thing went totally viral. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And people were coming up to me. I'm going in the farmer's market, like literally with my chemtrail flyers and I had a woman approach me before I could hand her a flyer and scream in my face about laser beams from cloaked planes coming. I was living in Santa Rosa at the time. And she was telling me laser beams were coming from invisible planes and burning up houses and that we all need to wake up. And she was freaking out. And I, I, I like, I paused with her and I said, are you talking to people like this? She's like, yeah, none of my friends believe me. Nobody wants to hear any of it. And I'm, I realized that you can spin the people out, the truthers, you can spin them out so bad that they work against the truth, yeah. you know? And it's, it's really real. And it, it means that we have to really have to, we have to keep our head on our shoulders and be very grounded with the information. Mm -hmm. And it's so spun out and skewed. I, what I do every day is I read USA Today. I go to the headlines, I look at that, and I see what they do to the, the truthers and how they try to flip it. And now what they're doing with the with the vaccines and stuff it's really oh, yeah. great goodness but yeah that's my that's my um that's my spiel on that one so take what it's amazing it's amazing and, and not only that like staying grounded in in the truth and not let it get away from you you know we've seen a lot of that whether on both sides you know i mean like the q movement i know and for sure also i would say you know in my life living here in eugene it's unavoidable being around people who are are falling for just falling for all this yeah. hook line and sinker you know and then it, it's yeah. typically the folks that are representing, you know, the Antifas and everything, they visualize in their heads that they're these like revolutionary anarchist people. But to me, and and and, and maybe to, to the, the degrees leading up to Antifa, that's like on the far extreme, but all of them leading up to them, you know, I, I, I have to associate with people on a daily basis just because I'm still in the matrix in a certain, to a certain degree, you know? Um, but like uh, these folks, they literally, in all of their anti-establishment, anti-whatever it is, they, they claim to stand for. They're literally just big pharma shills who just take their orders from mainstream media and just can't wait for a daddy government to tell them what to do next. It just baffles me. Well, I, I think, I mean, Eugene is just a perfect example <laughs> is to, you know, I mean, we have a big counterculture here, right? We, yeah. we, we have for a long time and it's kind of represented and as something I, I kind of almost took pride in like what we stood for here, yeah. but, but it's just, it is, it's just been co-opted at this point just and it's it's just i mean it's it's really it's all it's almost part of the the two-party system thing i mean there's a lot of different pieces to it but they've they've aligned i think social media is a huge part of it 
they've really oh, yeah. like um, pushed people down these these ways. So people don't think for themselves anymore. They're if if you're if you align with this belief, then you have all these other beliefs that just fit into that category. And that's what you stand for. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't independently think of these issues separately. It's, and, and it's, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go, 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 go for I was going to say, and if you diverge from that specific set of guidelines, you're not, you're automatically a Nazi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just diverge just a little bit. One degree off this way. You're a Nazi. You're a white supremacist and a domestic terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, I mean, I, I do think though, you know, um, the, the, the challenge is, is to not fall into the trap because it is so easy to get angry. Yeah. It's so easy to get pissed off. Like, I mean, you know, we live in, in a land of, of masks everywhere, you know, and, and these people, they, they, we can't be against them. At, at the end of the day, we, it feels like we're totally against them. It feels like they're walking us off the cliff. But um, yeah. you actually had a post recently, Matt, where you you came out of um, a Facebook jail, I think it was, and just kind of, you know, uh, you want to talk a little bit about, you kind of came to the realization. I, to me, it just felt like it really struck me. It's just like, you know, that's, these people are not our enemies. We, we have to, we have to fight this thing with love because we're, we're not, we're not going to make it by with the hate. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, where I'm living, people are wearing two masks and a face shield and they're riding by on a bicycle cursing me um, saying, I hope you get COVID because I guess yeah. you're standing there with my face out. And um, I've witnessed it really, really firsthand. I, I think honestly, and people ask me like, why are they so attracted to you? I think I just like have that bright energy and they're just like, oh, and, they're, and their demons are like, it's him, get him. Yeah, you know, totally. like people were literally see me with my face out and just come up and be like, how could you? And I'm just like, I'm not the only one out here. I had an old man tell me he was going to kick me in the head once. I, I've, I've experienced so much and it's just the hip the hypocrisy was getting to me. Like someone will tell me to get six feet away from them while, at the, grocery store checkout, but that person leaned over and touched me five seconds ago to get an avocado. It's like, uh, but I um, did do 30 days out of the, the world. So firstly, you said it's social media, you know, like it, none of this could have happened 20 years ago. Yeah, no right. way people would have been like, what are you talking about? And like towns would be totally independent of it and they wouldn't have any COVID or anything like they have it set up for us now and like you said they know everyone's compartmentalized and these little categories and facebook's like yeah put a smiley face or a sad face or you hate this and what do you hate what do you like and we're gonna control the the conversation and the dialogue you know but i um i had to snap out of it because frequency is real and it'll eat you alive if you live in fear i'll tell a, a very important i feel it's very very important so when all this started to happen i had a friend that works at a juice bar and he told me he was totally, you know, aware and awake and all this stuff. And he knew that COVID was nonsense, but he was just surrounded by people freaking out. And he had to wear the mask and they ended up putting the plexiglass wall in front of him at the juice bar. And he's, you know, hand sanitizing like crazy, even though he knows he shouldn't be and stuff like that. And I went to visit him. This is just a couple months into, this is like one year ago. This is like two months into the whole COVID thing, you know, uh, around one year ago. And he's on his lunch break and he's hunched over, dude, and like literally overwhelmed by the fear of it all. Just fear is like a contagious frequency. And I grabbed him and gave him this huge hug. And I was like, bro, you got to snap out of this. And he did. But then when I left, I literally was like, it was, it's, it was so contagious that like I, I had the fear. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I was like so sketched out. I thought I was going to get pulled over. I didn't want to drive. I didn't want to do anything. And I was 
overcome for like an hour. Like it's like, I was like, is COVID really real? Have I been totally like, am I, am I on the wrong side? You know? And then I snapped out of it because I'm not, you know, that kind of person. I'm not a vic. I don't, a lot of people want to be a victim and they want to mm -hmm. live in this and be like, Oh, I've, I've done the rules. and I'm, You know, it's just like, I don't live that victimhood freaking brainwashing crap. So I snapped out of it. And what I was able to do is witness it, like how you witness your ego sometimes or whatever. And I witnessed that frequency of fear, right? And recently I witnessed this frequency of like hatred and animosity. And I literally was going out the door and being like, oh, that motherfucker's wearing a mask. Oh, mm -hmm. that yeah. guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I, I, um, I, was, uh, I was like cursing somebody that was like wearing a mask and, and it's like early in the morning, you know? And I saw them like take it off and it was like this beautiful old lady, you know? And, and, her, and her eyes and her face, and she smiles at me and, every, and it just like crumbled, my, everything crumbled. And I was like, what is, what is wrong with me? Am I gonna hate my way into like, like they want us to fight, you, you know? Yes. Like they, they told us we're gonna be in a civil war. They told us Trump wasn't gonna get out of office. And they were like, everyone's buying guns. You gotta buy guns, everybody get guns, 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 guns. The guns are sold out. You can't get any more guns. Who's gonna have enough guns? There's not gonna be enough ammo for your civil war. Who's gonna have the guns? Who's gonna, I mean, like I, I literally went to the gun store and they told me they were sold out. I was like, oh my God, I need guns. Okay, <laughs> now they're like, it's racism and they're putting this, they want us to fight each other. That's what they want. They can't win this war. Like we have the numbers, we have like, like God on our, hand, our side. We have like this ascension, spiritual evolution, destiny of humanity or whatever we're here to do. Like they cannot. And also there's like a karmic, there's like karmic things. Like they, like yes. if they wanted to line us up right now and literally give everybody a jab and put us into slavery and be like, you're a robot now, we took your soul. They could do that shit, but they right. can't because there's like karma and there's ramifications and there's there's rules to this realm that we live in. There literally is rules. That's why they have to program us mm -hmm. and predictive program us and get us to fall in line and get us to fight each other. That's what they want is to get us to fight one another and to look at each other and be like, do they have the vaccine? And then eventually it's gonna be like, oh, well, I got the QR code on my forehead because I got the vaccine and where's your QR code on your forehead? And there's gonna be this like hatred and that's what they want. So how are we gonna win the war fighting them with like hatred and, and like looking at your neighbor and being like, oh, did they get the vaccine? Like, dude, the only way to win this war is through love, not fear, not hatred. And how's it gonna, I mean like, they want us, I've, I was analyzing this Bill Gates thing recently, a lot. Because all I do is like try to figure yeah. out what the fuck are we gonna do, right? <laughs> totally. So Bill Gates is now this like idol for, for evil and hate and animosity. He's gonna dim the sun. He owns more agriculture in the United States than anybody. He bought the Canadian rail system, okay? We're going into maybe a food shortage and they're gonna blame him. He wants to depopulate with, I don't know what, but then he's behind the vaccines. He's the vaccine guy. You go on Google and you type in who's the most powerful doctor in the world. He's not even a doctor. And it says Bill Gates, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So they, they're, they're bashing him on his Instagram. Oh, you want to block the sun? You want to kill us with the vaccines? Oh, you're an evil guy, evil guy. Evil, evil, evil. We hate him. We hate him. We hate him. We're not going to, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Go, go fight Bill Gates and take on the U.S. industrial military complex and fight our own soldiers with stealth bombers and they do have cloaked drones that can shoot laser beams at us. Are they doing it right now? I doubt it, you know, but like I, that whole story, I think it's the smart meters blowing up on the ground level. And then they're saying, Oh, there's invisible drones. Oh, don't look at anything at the ground level. You know, even PG and E, the, the mm -hmm. who was Enron, 
the power company in California, after the Paradise fires, they came out and they said, oh, our bad, we're going bankrupt. There were surges in the line because of a down power line. They don't say that the smart meters exploded and burned down and pulverized all the homes, okay? But they tell you enough to maybe sidestep their karmic obligation or whatever. Why do they tell us the truth all the time? I have no idea. <laughs> but um, did I answer your question? <laughs> no, yeah, you for sure did. You yeah, for sure just, did. just love. I mean, yeah. and I think when you look at the end yeah, of the love. day, like both sides are fighting the same enemy from different attack vectors really we're fighting the same enemy and essentially want the same thing like less government like get out of our lives like stop you know and it's just once once that's their biggest fear is for all of us to obviously come together and realize that we all have more in common than we do apart and it's really just like a class issue maybe i don't know i don't know but really it is truly the answer you know um I, I, it's hard though i get bogged down in that all the time you know and it's almost like almost like you know uh we, we have to lift each other up because I think, yeah. I think we're all kind of on this like emotional roller coaster yeah. thing that's going on constantly. I mean, that's part of what's going on. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I have to ask about one more specific instance though, Matt, like, so um, after, after our fires on the West coast, we just saw what happened in Texas. Yeah, and, and I wanted, I wanted to get your opinion like that, that big snowstorm. And obviously, you know, looking at it from the, um, you know, the point of, of the dialectic, like, I mean, I think that it's, you know, there, there was uh, the, their power grid, how they had it set up there. It was, it was almost like there was how it was told to me. It was like it was almost like a Wall Street where like all these power companies were bidding and uh, they didn't want to like the power didn't come back on just because people wanted to make money. Right. And it was but it was this system that was. Um, you know, it's, it's look at that didn't work. So now, now we have to redo the, the whole, the whole structure. Right. So it's, it's a really loose way of putting it, but, but anyways, it seems like there's, there's a very uh, like the solution was the goal. Right. So um, well, what's your take on what happened in, in, in Texas? So um, I, I did a show recently and I had a whiteboard out and it was easily explained the, but please help me visualize this. So Clear your mind. Okay, <laughs> so there's an atmospheric river called the jet stream. It's literally a river in the atmosphere, sure. in like the upper atmosphere. It comes off the Pacific Ocean, and the mouth of the atmospheric river goes from about San Francisco all the way up to Canada, this mouth of the river. And that's where all the traditional moisture comes in. And usually, you know, usually, you know, over the past, you know, humanity, the moisture would come into the Pacific Northwest and it would basically rain from uh, mid-October through the spring, you know, just like Seattle kind of the rain system. Well, that's been manipulated. What they can do with their technology is they can make a high pressure system with the ionosphere heaters. They create a, a high pressure bubble, like rising hot air. So when the jet stream comes and tries to go across the United States, they, what they can do is bend the jet stream and misdirect it, redirect it by it, it hits a wall outside on the coast of California, a big high pressure hot air wall. And then it goes north and then wherever they want it, what they did, you know, they, w- what happens is they direct the jet stream to do what they want to do. We've got this polar vortex thing that was never a thing before. We've got this hurricane alley crazy stuff. Um, in my presentations that I do um, regarding all this, there was, um, Hurricane Joaquin was an atmospheric river fire hose. And it was like this 
hurricane was directionalized and a fire hose came off of it and targeted South Carolina for once in a thousand years floods. And it was this weaponization of the of hurricanes, weaponization of the jet stream. What they did in Austin was the jet stream was super abnormally bent. It went at a right angle, actually. And it went north, went and bent all the way and got some crazy cold air and then took another right angle and went south and just literally barreled down on Austin. And if you are familiar with weather patterns and study like I do, you know that it very rarely happens like that. And witnesses there were showing the sky the day before and it was totally zapped all crazy with these frequency lines going through it like something crazy was going on and it seems like what they did was there's a lot that they did but it was an ex a, a small scale test on this food supply disruption that i feel like is in the cards we've been warned about it i mean even the depopulation agendas is warned through uh media like children of men the movie or this uh handmaid's tale and all this nonsense i mean it, it the 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 conditioning programming gets really deep. Even this Mars uh, bullshit and Elon Musk and whatnot. You go to the 1990 Total Recall film, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets a chip in his head. He never goes to Mars. And now Elon Musk is like, yeah, don't worry. We're going to go to Mars. But you got to be part robot. We got to be able to put chips, chips in your head. It's going to be all right. Don't worry. It's going to be great. These, nobody's going to go anywhere, dude. It's just like they're, they've told us in our films and here we are, we're experiencing it. And Geostorm, same nonsense. So... A lot of people are waking up, however, which is which is really interesting. It seems like that the more they do with their weather modif like people in Austin that never knew about weather modification are like, uh, we saw some shit go down and we don't believe you guys anymore. So, I mean, the more that they do, the more they show their colors and the more people wake up. I've, there's this me metaphor or whatever that I've been saying. Um, us truth bringers and truth seekers, we've been planting these seeds everywhere, trying to plant these seeds so people can wake up, you know? but now we're in the most fertile soil we've ever seen. Like these yep. seeds can finally come to fruition and blossom and germinate because the proverbial rain thumping on and the perfect temperatures, and the compression, all the nutrients and stuff. That's what all these lies are. This empire of lies that they're setting up, they're literally putting, they're, they're setting themselves up for failure because all these starseed kind of people are being forced to wake up now. Not everybody was ever forced to freaking completely take a 180 in their life. But now people are, or, or they're going to face the consequences, you know, but I think that was kind of negative. <laughs> I think that people will wake up either now or later, you know, and the consequences of them not waking up now are, are waking up later. Well, I mean, it used to be that, you know, I mean, like things like politics or whatever it was, you know, it didn't really affect your life on a personal level. Like right now, what's going on is affecting everybody's life on a personal level. So you have to, you have to either buy the, the media shovelware they're sending you or or you know think for yourself and if it's if i mean i think if, if you're a critical thinker it's hard to to not see through some of this right like mm -hmm. it's just i feel like the house of cards falls really easily mm -hmm. but um yeah if you yeah. take one step outside of the mainstream yeah. like msnbc even fox news like all of it like all yeah. of it you take one step one degree outside of that everybody's talking about the great reset everybody's talking yeah, about totally. you know the pcr tests you know you, you ask these people like that's one of my usual like, like I've had this a couple of times where folks that are like fully, maybe just questioning a little bit. I have a coworker who's like, who's kind of been like, what, you know what I mean? And, and a good entryway into that is just ask like, well, 
do you know about, what do you think about the great reset? And they're like, what's that? Of course, of course, they're not talking about that on MSNBC. Of course, they're not talking about that in the New York Times. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I've heard some people say, go so far to say, well, maybe we need a great reset. Yeah, but we don't need a great reset by the people who screwed it all up to begin with and would benefit from it at all of our expenses. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd love a great reset. I'd love a great reset, a people's great reset, right? You know, so you obviously you have other movements like the greater reset, you know, like um, uh, Derek yeah, Bros yeah. and all them yeah. and the freedom cells movement, you know, like there's, there's, there's things happening. And I think that's another big thing that, that for us, for me, yeah. that this whole thing has brought us to, it's brought us to a place where I have to cancel the idea that anything outside of myself or any sort of perceived authority is going to come and save my day, save the day, help me, save me, has my best interest in mind. No, and I have to turn it all completely inward, you know, seek out my own answers and I have to build Great my community. own community yeah. and I have to become as self-sufficient as, as physically possible at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. certainly. You know, certainly. So. Yeah, that's been certainly our journey. So, um, so Matt, where, where, uh, where's your next activism? Where, activism yeah. Um, I've got a sign that says breath is life and every Saturday I go and hold it and I get a lot of middle fingers and I get a lot of hugs and it's an amazing um, place to be. Ashland is kind of like the heart of the beast. Ashland does not know that it's in Oregon, which is kind of fascinating. So, um, but there are people who do realize that it is that, but it's kind of like a retirement community and I get this incredible uh, feedback. Also, I'm planning on doing Dude, I mean, you ask where's the next activism? Well, where can I even have a Franken Sky screening? I'm looking at Sandpoint, Idaho, and I'm looking at Florida, but I think I'll be just taking the film on tour and, and screening uh, Franken Skies on a wall in your local alley. Like, I'm just going to go everywhere this summer that I can because I'm not sure how easily we'll be able to free flow, you know, on into the future. Um, an interesting hijacking of a term that I saw that I think is relevant is the word woke. I saw a whole article, and whenever you see one article, it's everywhere. It's in Forbes right. magazine, it's in Time magazine, it's in USA yeah. Today, it's in New York Times, because they want everyone to see the same thing in the collective consciousness to be altered. And this article said that there was uh, a person who went to Disney World and they were complaining that Disney World was now too woke. And then it gave addition of what it gave. Did you see that? Yeah, it, gave, that. it gave the definition of woke. And woke means not identifying with your foreign gender <laughs> and wearing what? tattoos and wearing tattoos so like this the, the staff at disneyland was was showing their tattoos and wearing jewelry and like being of the opposite sex that they were born with and that's woke and this guy was saying like this whole commentary which was totally mind control right it's like that's not what woke means they're trying, they're <laughs> trying to hijack that word they take every single thing and they flip it on his head it's it's comedic really yeah. once you start to really you know realize 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 but once yeah, you start yeah. to step away it's all a big joke and you got to laugh at it you know when they came out with anal swabs i yelled <laughs> to my girlfriend this was a south park episode right <laughs> <laughs> and we and we laughed right but before that she was crying at the headlines that i was reading her in the morning you know but we got to be able to snap out of it yeah, yeah, yeah. We wow. do, we do a do, we do a weekly uh, premium episode. Where it's called the Clown Town Update, where we basically take the the headlines throughout the week. There, yes, the anal swabs and the Caitlyn Jenner running as the Republican candidate in California. Just all the things are just like, oh no, what are we doing, everybody? What are we doing? What is this world happening? Like this, if this was like, yeah, if this was like, um, like, like a like a comedy room, yeah. they'd be like, no, that's too preposterous. We can't do that. You know, yeah. like in a writer, yeah, they won't buy it. They won't know? buy it. It's just like, no, what is happening? And so. 
you know, that's probably part of the psyop too. Just the slow degradation of just the attack on reality, the attack on reality, the two plus two equals five, the, you know, just like everything is just like, like, and that's, and that's what it is too. Like, how do I say this? Like, you know, it's pretty cut and dry on our side over there. They have to obscure everything. They have to obscure everything and stretch everything and make it just fit into somewhere where it doesn't necessarily fit and can't really just put it into a simple definition. And so just by that, you know, I mean, does that make sense? Or they just change the definition. Just change the definition. It's just change, like they, they, how many, how many yeah. dictionary definitions have changed in the last year? <sighs> yeah. 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 But, yeah. but I don't know, you know, the more I look, I don't know, like to what you were saying or what we were talking about earlier, just the, the mass awakening. We've been talking about a lot on this here. They, they call me the, the apocalyptimist, right? Because he I is. think, I really think that, that people are waking up massively and, 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 and people have are to. just as fast as people are waking up, they're censoring and deplatforming. Yes. Um, and that's the only reason why this has, has been able to be carried out. And it's like, like, I think people are waking up to a point where eventually there's going to be a catalyzing moment. There's going to be, they're going to push too hard. They're going to push too fast. And people are going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And we'll have planted enough seeds along the way that, that we'll be able to overcome this thing, or it's going to be way too dark before, before the awakening. Happens. Uh, I mean, I th th this stuff is happening. I mean, we yeah. just, we just talked to another guest uh, last night about it was a Vail, Arizona yeah. where yeah. The, they, the, the school's, were masking the children and the parents were getting upset and the teachers didn't want to do it. So they, they literally fired the entire school board and like set up a whole new school board. And it like, so it is happening in places. I mean, there's a town in Oregon that's, that's fighting back against, uh, you know, the Kate Brown oh, yeah. uh, mandates Baker right City. now, Baker city. Shout out to Baker so there's, city. There is, there is pockets. We just need to support them. But Matt, I would love to get a screening of Franken skies here. If, oh, if you're cool. ever, uh, able to make it up here we will do our we, best to organize something so yeah. uh we'll we'll we will talk more about that for sure but um you know and let's let's squatch fest yeah so squatch fest i'll plug that too real quick i don't know what you got going on mid may but may 13th through the 16th i think it's a thursday through sunday squatch fest it's like a freedom cells camp out uh up in like you know southern washington uh, i'm gonna be there i don't know if these guys are going but yeah it's gonna be We're a big like just happen. a freedom camp out dude yeah. so, cool yeah. sounds yeah. amazing yeah yeah yeah. So, so tell us uh, where people can find you, how they can support you, how they can uh, get, get a Faraday cage for their phone. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And um, speaking to the optimism, I, well, firstly, I'm a little biased because I'm an activist and I, I'm totally happy that all of this is happening because yeah. my life has so much important like value, you know, I was like, I, a couple of years ago, I was like, am I going to, am I going to stop these chemtrails? Am I just going to, is this my life? You know, is this really what I'm going to be doing? But it's, it's evolved so much now that I feel like the truth is so important. It is so important now that we have an amazing journey ahead of us and we will like, I'm sorry, but the world that we're leaving behind, it was all right. But going to the bars and watching football games and shit like that, dude, we need to make a new world. We need to yeah. show yes. the children. We need to honor the children with reverence, show them how to plant, grow food, different yes. varieties, like bring back the world that we all deserve. And it's not digitized and it's not transhuman and it's not all this nonsense. So I would love to do a screening up there. I've had an amazing um, result. I, I, I did a, a speaking event in Eugene once and it was packed and it was amazing. Yes. Um, so I would love to do another one and, and that, Camp out sounds great. Please follow me on Facebook, Matt Landman. Um, also actualactivists.com. I've got a daily blog on there. I've got a vlog section and I'm going to eventually turn this into like a um, fund your uh, local activist kind of thing and also a social media uh, page. It's growing slowly but surely, but actualactivists.com. 
please check it out and look out for the social media aspect of it. It's going to be intersecting brain maps and not the scrolling nonsense, um, brainwashing crap. Also Sparrow protection clothing. Um, if you go to Sparrow uh, gear on Instagram, S P R O it's the Latin word for hope because I'm hoping to bring hope to the next generation through protection and baby blankets and maternity line and all this whatnot, as they put up these towers, we've got to bring the awareness and protect ourselves. So sparrowgear.com, frankenskies.com, frankenskies2.com, working on that. And you can upload your Kim Show pictures on the website, frankenskies2. And um, an actual activist is a plethora of research on this all-encompassing frequency that is truth. So it's fluoride and health and um, geoengineering, AKA chemtrails and uh, GMOs and vaccines. But especially the health portion, you click on health and I've dumped all my health memes in there and I'm, I'm gonna be loading up the, the website sure, slowly but surely. But if you click on health and you scroll down, you'll realize that it's maybe the best health website on the internet because you can steal my memes and I've collected so many. So thank you so much. It's really awesome. You guys are great. And I'm and thanks for holding the light up there in Oregon where, you know, never underestimate the the seeds that we're planting. Yep. I know it's it's hard and and I like I beat myself up all the time. Am I doing enough? Like the chemtrails today, I was like, Matt, you fucking yeah, you do it, dude. You lost. <laughs> but but people are hitting me up from Chico and the coast and all over the place. And I know that this is like a big agenda. It's not just over my head and people are waking up and they're telling their friends and they're watching Franken skies. And if you can wake up to chemtrails, you can wake up to all this stuff, just like yep, how you yep. woke up the vaccines, brother, like one little seed of truth, all these other things start to become self-evident because it's like, wait a second, they're lying on the news all the time. Yeah. So thank you all. I love you and, and, and blessings for what you do. Thank you so thank much. You so Thanks so much, much Matt. Yeah, Appreciate sure. it, brother. So uh, we'll see you soon. Have yeah, a good definitely. night. Oh my God, you guys, Whoa. dude. I mean, I, again, I mean, I, I'm going to give myself a little, I'm like, I saw Frankenskies, I don't know, like six months, eight, I don't know, some time ago. And I was like, that is, that is a guest we need to have on. Yep. Right. Like I'm like this, this guy. And like, so this has been a goal of mine for a long time. Oh, he's and, been on tinfoil hat. Oh, he's been on everything. Higher side chat. But, so but I like, think, I think so even great. hearing him, but then like, like putting him with the documentary, I think the yeah. documentary, like, and we've said this to, to you guys before, but if you haven't watched it, yeah. please watch it. Or we're, I'm really serious. I want to get a screening up here. Yeah. Like I, I think so that there's, badass. there's, it would, yeah. I, we, if anybody could do it, it would be us. Cause we know the people that want to see this movie. Right? Yeah. Hell, absolutely. yeah. So, um, absolutely. I think, I think we should, that is a goal. That is a goal I'm setting for myself mm -hmm. that we're going to make mm -hmm. that, that happen. Yeah. So, um, I think that's necessary, but yeah, uh, yeah, he's amazing and, and, uh, doing great things. Good and, heart, um, good energy, oh, yeah. a really good perspective. And considering all of the dingy, ugly, like him just saying the way that people come against him, we've all dealt with yeah. that to yep. varying degrees and we know how demoralizing that can be. So to, <clears throat> have somebody still say, you know, do this out of love, you know, come at this from a level head, you know, and, and to have everybody we come across in this truth community understands the power of being united yes. and, and sees the, the diabolical agenda between keeping us divided. And just to have him be able to express that so clearly, I thought was just, a, I, I've been saying this more and more with guests lately, but it, it just keeps adding this layer of hope, yeah. which, you know, and I know I've said, I tend to, find I go into these little 
bad spaces of being blackpilled and it's talking to people like him and seeing what he does and you know the hope within him and when he's in the thick of it like we're in the thick of it in a different way um but it but it's so encouraging it's a non-stop barrage that's coming at all of us all the time and that's why i said i think and i think it's true is we kind of have to lift each other up yeah right? like, yeah because, for sure because when when you're going to be down i might be up or yep. when i'm down you know you might be up so yeah. it's, it, we're going to have to do we're going to have to help each other through this right and that's why we need the community and that's why when we're going into extreme risk this week what are we going to do tomorrow night guys um, we're, we're going to go, go dancing to live music and dancing yep that's right that's right hell yeah long came trudy's baby yeah Woo. yeah, yeah. for sure yep. of course by the time this come out we yeah, will have done we'll have it already done that. We'll uh, friday be, we would have done it friday night we'll but. probably be in the gulags by, in the past by the time tense. this episode comes out right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So get nice away nazi get away nazi. oh man i yeah. love him he's yeah. so great man awesome all right awesome Everybody, thank you so very much for your continued support and your encouragement, your words of love, and for being united with us in this ongoing fight to bring the truth and plant seeds in the hearts and minds of those who seek it. Until next time, I am Megan, sitting here with my dear friends, Scott and Ed, and we wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Beep, 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 be